Hello and welcome to the N2 podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host. I'm the founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for property investors and landlords. It's a place where they can come and build a profitable property portfolio that completely aligns with their goals. Today, I have got a very special guest, my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Natasha. <laughs> so... If you have been listening to my podcast for a while, Mum and I recorded a podcast maybe like a year ago, over a year ago. It was one of the very early podcasts where we talked about how uh, Mum reinvested her money into a new property that she bought and remortgaged her old property onto a buy-to-let mortgage and she now runs that as her property investment. And I know there was a number of people who kept emailing me and saying, your mom has a really calming voice. That was one of the the, <laughs> the, question, the comments you got. And also that it's quite inspirational to hear from you doing um, property investment um, on your own because you're not, you know, you're doing it on your own, which um, gave a lot of other people hope that they could do the same. So that was some really positive comments as well. But today, we are recording this because yesterday, well, yesterday on the day that this podcast goes out was my 30th birthday. <laughs> We're recording this a bit in advance. But I thought we'd have a good conversation about um, life at 30. And that's why I invited my mom to come and join me because she's been through everything over the last 30 years. Right? Yes, that's right. Yes, I <laughs> she you all the way. <laughs> yeah, to think, think about that for a while. <laughs> have I been fun for 30 years? You have been fun, Natasha. You've always um, raced to get here. You were born sort of prematurely and uh, you've always been very determined to, to reach your goals and that's what you've done. Yeah, how... How would you say I've changed since uh, my 20-year-old self? Um, since you're 20 year old When you were 20, I think that you're quite um, insecure about your place in the world. Um, you're struggling to succeed. You're off at university. And um, things were a challenge, I think, because you're juggling working and doing your degree. Um and I don't think you had the confidence then that you have now, although you were always very determined to do well and succeed at everything you did. Um, but yes, I just don't think that you have the confidence, whereas now I think that you're more aware of what you can actually achieve by yourself. Yeah, That's it, I think I think so. Was I where where did you notice the biggest difference in the change? Um, I think. Um, I think the biggest change was when you had to actually do things for yourself. Um, you you were adventurous when you were younger, but um, I just think that you lacked the confidence. I don't know. I just I'm not quite sure really. But I, I just suddenly when you got to probably 23, 24, you suddenly found your feet and you suddenly knew where you were in the world. You'd got your qualifications. You um, knew that you wanted to be in property. And I think your confidence grew because you were good at doing it. And yeah, I think your confidence grew from there. Yeah. 
Is it a big change since my teenage years? For everybody who know who uh, who knows me, my teenage years were a bit of a like problem. <laughs> I was a nasty teenager. Oh, you weren't nasty, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being. I remember that being one of the most traumatic stages. One of my my teenage years was when my anxieties came out the most. That's why I, I remember remember it being quite a nasty period for me because it was so tough. Like everything, I used to worry about everything, obsessively worry. Yes, you did, I think. But the good thing was, even then, you could talk about it. Not all the time, but there were moments when you'd sit down and you'd tell me about your worries and we'd be able to talk through it. And then you'd be fine for a little while and then the worries would get on top of you again. I think it's just really growing up. Um, you have lots of pressure from school, lots of pressure from yourself. You've always put pressure on yourself to succeed and when things didn't go quite as well as they should, then you blamed yourself. Whereas it wasn't really your fault. And that sort of came out in your anxieties, I think. Yeah, uh, but I still do that now. <laughs> so to an extent. Yeah, that's true. You do do it. <laughs> You're very tough on yourself, I think. Far tougher on yourself than anybody ever would be. Yeah, I, I often um, I often speak to mum when I'm feeling uh, like I've not achieved what I thought I was going to achieve or things haven't gone the way that I wanted them to. And I think... I've I share I share that a lot I I try not to um not to put it on other people I always blame myself for things first rather than other uh, like telling other people about it and then I find it very difficult to unravel what's going on yes and I think that but again I think the good thing is Natasha um from your point of view is that you do talk about it and I think when you open up about some of the things that you're feeling anxious about, then at least from my point of view, I can then remind you of the good things that are happening as well. And then it makes you take a step back and you can sort of refocus and reset your goals again. Um, because it's too easy for you to, I think, get overwhelmed by things going wrong when actually it's not really things going wrong. It's just a tiny setback that when you stop and think about it, it's fine, put it in perspective and you can move forward again. And that's one of your skills as one of your downsides, I think, is that you are able to reset yourself and to move forward again. Yeah, that's true. It's tough when you're going through it, though. I'm not very good at seeing the wood through the trees. <laughs> no, not to begin with, but <laughs> when you're reminded, you are. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think as for everybody, Natasha, it's not just you. I think everybody finds that it's much easier giving other people advice than it is actually looking at yourself <laughs> and putting things into perspective. But yeah, it's fine. You do quite well with that, I think. You think? Okay, that's that's good. That's a positive to hear. Um, so t tell me, what would be, in my 30th year, what would be the biggest piece of advice you can give me for the next 10 years? Um, don't look back don't have any regrets about things that you could have done and also to realize that actually every goal is still achievable it's never too late to if you wanted to learn a new skill go to university and learn a new skill if you want to chuck everything up and go around the world go and do it don't put things off because 
every time you put things off, it's another year gone and another time wasted. So that's the thing I'd say to you is if you want to go and do something, go and do it. Have you done that? Have you learned that? How did you learn that? Um, I learned that actually from the breakdown of my marriage, really. Um, up until then, I sort of settled and you sort of compromise a lot, I think, when you're married. And at the time, it wasn't bad. But it was only when I came out of the marriage to your dad that actually I realised there were things I wanted to go and do. And the only thing that really stopped me, and it wasn't your dad, it was nothing to do with that, was the fact that I didn't do things for myself. And I really, I don't regret it, but having that opportunity now, if I want to travel, I travel. Um, I've always wanted to have a puppy. I've now got a puppy. Um, I've always wanted to live in the country. I now live in a house in the country. The thing is, is to stop other people's pressures stopping you doing what you want it's down to your own responsibility to to act on your own behalf and that's what I say to you if you want to do something do it don't put it off because you think that other people don't want to do it so that's the thing I know you have to compromise somehow but just don't put it off to the detriment of your own needs yeah that's a good piece of advice so what would you say then would have been the biggest thing that you've done on your own? Like what, what was the biggest triumph that you've had since being able to make that decision? Um, I think one of the biggest triumphs is actually taking on a mortgage of my own and two mortgages of, of my own, you know, the responsibility of having my own house and then the responsibility of having a house that I rent out to somebody else. Um, that's quite a big challenge, actually, because, you know, that, that, that property is my responsibility. I have to make sure that um, my tenants are safe and secure there, that the building doesn't fall around their ears. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge and the biggest responsibility I've had to take on. And, and do, you, that's it, really. do you worry about it still? Um, yes, I worry. I'm, similar to you, Natasha, I always worry. If I, if I don't have anything to worry about, then I'm worrying about something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I'm just a worrier. And, and the good thing is, is to talk about it. When when things, again, get too much for me, I talk to you about it, don't I? You yeah. know, I say, I'm not sure that I want to do this anymore. And then we discuss what options there are. And that's the thing. There's always options. You don't have to put up with the situation that you're in or to worry about it. No, that's very true very very true um so looking back over the last couple of years I guess what's the best times we've had because we've our relationships changed I think in my 20s we've got a really good relationship now yeah I think the hardest was through the teenage years <laughs> I think that we clashed because we're very similar so we had some moments together I think which was tricky um but I think, again, though, we've always been able to laugh and to, I don't know, we've always spent time together. I think that's the important thing that you and I have always managed to find time if it's, you know, an odd weekend away that when you're at university, I'd pop up and visit you on my own. And then when you lived in London again, I'd come down and I'd stay overnight with you. And I think spending time together and having that time where we could just laugh at each other and, and we didn't have all the stresses of everything else you know that goes on around you it's just really nice I think that we managed to come together yeah do you remember the time we went to Jersey 
So one of the first trips that yeah. mum and I ever did um, together where we weren't in the UK, well, it's part of the UK, we went to Jersey and we missed a flight the first time. The fir- that was the first thing that went wrong. And then it was just kind of a bit chaotic from there, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't the flight that we missed that was chaotic, was it? It's We got to the railway station and found that no trains were running to get to Gatwick in the first place. So we, do you remember that we were running outside the station and I slipped yeah. and fell over? That yeah. didn't help. And then we had to share a taxi, didn't we? Because we couldn't get a taxi to the airport. So we shared one with another couple of guys who were trying to get there. Yeah. And then we had to wait all day in, Jer- in Gatwick Airport for the next flight to Jersey. And we had to pay for the privileges of that as well, didn't we? I think we paid £60 each. <laughs> and then we got there and Mum got chatted up on the uh, on the <laughs> jetty. Was that where you got chatted up? Well, in, the, in the square, yes. That was funny. And we that had... was very funny, wasn't it, really? <laughs> we ended up getting on a bus tour because you got chatted up and the guy wanted to take you on a bus tour. We did, actually, but that's lucky because we only actually had one full day in Jersey, didn't we? So going on the bus tour meant that we actually saw Jersey. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have got straight back on the plane and gone home again. <laughs> and then we went and then we went out and we got very drunk on about three bottles of wine. We did. Was that in the Italian restaurant? Yes. Yeah, we did. Well, to be honest, Natasha, you and I always get drunk together, so that's not really a surprise, <laughs> is it? No, it's not. And then we get told off by my sisters. We do indeed. <laughs> yes, I remember another occasion we got very drunk was in a Turkish restaurant, I think, in London. We weren't eating, but we just had a drink there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was when you were staying in uh, my flat in Notting Hill. That's right, right, yes. Um, Yes, and they had to try and get back across London when all the buses, well, the buses, late night buses were running, I think, but the trains had all stopped, hadn't they? Yeah, they had. So I had to walk home from Earl's Court and I got you on a bus to Harrow Road. That's right. That was very funny. (laughs) We had some entertaining times, I think. We have had some entertaining times over the last, over the last, I, I think it's got better over the last 10 years. We've had, we've had a really good relationship since uh, I went to university for my undergrad. Yeah, definitely. I said it's improved. Um, I think I'm really lucky because not only do I have a good relationship with you, but I also have a good relationship with your sisters. But yeah, you're talking about you, but we do have great fun, don't we? And we've travelled quite a bit together now, haven't we? Mm, we went to Rhodes. Yes, that was really good. We had a really good holiday in Rhodes. Oh, we went to Brussels. Uh, Brussels was the first place that we went together, I think, on our own, wasn't it? And we went to Madrid with Sophie. Oh, yeah. And we went to Crete with Sophie. We did go to Crete with Sophie. We also went to Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, since it's actually... You've been a lot of fun over the last couple of years, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's nice. We've like Joking. No, we have had some really, really, really good times, and that's been uh, that's been part of, I guess the like the the good thing is that every time 
every time I'm, you know, we're back in the same place, we just hang out and have a good time. And I love go going to evening. For all of you who follow me on Instagram, I put some posts up last week about the fact that I was in evening and I put, um, and per post up about the Queen Matilda, which is the pub at the top of the road from mum's house. And they do something called a fishy Thursday where it's buy one, get one free fish and chips. And it's just lovely, isn't it? It is. It's really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're really lucky in this village, aren't we? Because we've got the Queen Matilda that does really good, um, more than pub style food, I think. And then the, the pub that's closer to me that does an Indian um they, they've got an Indian restaurant there and doing an Indian takeaway and that's always they're always lovely in there and it's great fun I think a nice local village pub but it's got the addition of the Indian restaurant yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea when you first told me about it I, I was a bit skeptical but no that's that's done really well yeah, it has done really well it's surprising isn't it because it still is a really traditional village pub where all the locals go um, but just in their little back room, they've got the Indian restaurant and takeaway and it just works brilliantly. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. So, Mom, do you have anything to ask me for my 30th birthday? Uh, yes. Where do you see yourself, Natasha, in five years' time? That's really, it's a real tough one to call. I don't know where I see myself in two years' time. Um this year I aim to invest a bit more wisely build up more of a kind of a passive income I guess and finish off this teaching qualification that I've got to get done um I don't know that we'd necessarily be in New York still in five years time I don't it depends on whether we decide to have a family or not there's so many there seems to be far more questions now or, or far more uncertainty in what's going to happen in my 30s than there was in my 20s and I quite like it I like that we're in, we're in New York at the moment because I I enjoy being here um but I I don't know I actually don't know for the first time in a long time I don't really know if you'd have asked me uh 10 years ago when I was 20 where I'd be in five years time I would have still been in London and I was kind of certain about that that was what was going to happen um so this is it's been all change I thought I thought I must admit I thought by the time I was 28 I would have settled down being married and having children if you'd asked me when I was 20 but now I seem really young I still feel really young like anything could happen well, I think that's the thing isn't it I think that you are still really young and anything can happen and it's nice that you haven't pigeonholed yourself yet I think um it's too easy, isn't it, to get pressures from other people and outside um, sources that because maybe all your peers are settling down and what have you. But it's really nice that you can actually do what you want to do. And I think that's really important. And I think that's what I was saying earlier, is that sometimes you get, you compromise and you get pushed into situations that actually, this isn't really the way that you want to go. Um, not that I've got any regrets about, you know, when I got married and had a family and what have you, I loved that and that was brilliant, but it's really nice not to have to compromise, is to choose what you want to do. Yeah, I've, I think that's still a big part of what I, I, I'm still not quite there with wanting to give up that flexibility. I like being flexible. I like having my own uh, say in what's happening and what's going to go next I think I, I find 
I find it really, I found it really hard when I was working doing nine till six every day or more than that. I was working more than that because I had to be somewhere for a certain time. And I like now that I don't have to be somewhere for a certain time. I have to do work, but I don't have to uh, show up somewhere. Do you know? Mm, but, don't, but don't you find that you work harder because you're not having to go in and, and work, that actually you're always working? Yeah, I do work very hard. That's something that I need to change over the next five years. I need to calm down. I think that's, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think you always switch off. It's sometimes you need to completely switch off. I mean, work's important and what you do, you know, is is really good. And But there are times when I actually have to say, no, this is my time now and I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this. This is, you know, time, time, to, yeah, time off. You need to give yourself time off. I think if, if I was going to give you advice, Natasha, is give yourself time off occasionally. Do you think that you get to an age where you know to give yourself time off? Like where work doesn't become so important. Yes, and I don't know how it comes to that. I mean, um, I don't know if anybody else knows, but I was made redundant last year. And so I've sort of just been working, um, doing a few bits of casual work here and there. And actually, it's really nice. It's really nice to switch off a bit and to have downtime. And uh, I think it's it's just now that actually I appreciate the fact that I've got downtime, that I don't have to get up every single morning and go into work. And I've got a new job now that I'm, I'm starting to do three days a week, but that's lovely. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's really good, I think. But it takes a while to get there, I think. Do you, so with your job now, do you turn off? After, so you're like, you've done your hours, you just turn off? Yes. And, and I hope that this new job will, will stay like that. I think I'm past where I bring it all home. Um, yeah, I think sometimes you find that, there are more important things in life, like coming to visit you, Natasha. I'd like to have the time to, you know, pop over to New York more often. And now we've got baby Archie in the family to spend time with him. And then again with Sophie, you know, I don't know, you know she may move to Sweden or something. But I, it's nice to have the time to be able to go and spend time with all of you children. And yeah, to have free time to do to do nice things, not just work. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm missing is that uh that balance because I I feel like even though I go and visit people or I see you and I was in the UK last week and I spent time with you I'm working a lot as well like that that's always part of whatever everything that I'm doing um and so uh, I really need to get that balance but I just wondered if that just sometimes that just one day hits you you're like okay well time is finite so I'm not doing this after this hour I think you're right. Um, but I don't think you can say when it is, though. I wouldn't say it's when you hit 50 or when it's when you're coming up to 60. I think you just get to the time where, it, well, maybe where things are more settled, because I'm very fortunate. I've got this other property that I rent out. So I've got a small income coming from that. I've got a small pension that I'm doing. So I'm a little bit freer than I was before. It's not all about earning money now. And I'm quite happy to spend less money I think um, but when I do spend money I want to spend it on things that I enjoy you know I want to be able to go on holiday and, and visit everybody and yeah I don't know yeah your life balance changes I think when you get a bit older do you think you learn that through having kids um no I don't think that you do learn that from having kids <laughs> okay. I think you learn that from being on your own <laughs> oh 
I think when you have children, I think that you're just so in the moment of having children, you just don't have time to think about anything else, really. Oh, I was hoping that that might change things. Uh, do you think no, do you think. think that I would have children and be working as hard as I do now? Yeah, probably more so because you're always juggling. You'll be constantly juggling. Oh, no. Yeah. I think having children is really hard to work. Really, yeah. really hard to work. But the plus side is it's great, great fun. I really have enjoyed having your children. Um, I've always enjoyed your sense of humour, Natasha. We've we've always sort of had a very similar sense of humour, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, and I have missed having you around more. Not through the challenging stage. That's when I really wished that you were around a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't last very long. To be honest, it didn't last very long. I think it was probably when you were 15 and that was horrendous. But apart from that, no, it's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the good thing is as well, is that you have good friends and your friends are great fun. You know, when we used to all go to the Isle of Wight Festival and, you know, all your friends would pile over and visit as well. Great fun. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I've got all that to look forward to if and when we decide to have a family. Yeah, you have. That's yeah, and well, you make family as well. That's that's the thing. It's not whether or not you have children. It's you'll make a family and make a social life and make a group of people that you want to spend time with. Hmm. Yeah, it's not all about having kids. I don't think. I think it's about getting that that social life and enjoying it. Hmm. Okay, so. We'll round off the podcast shortly, but I've got a final question. If uh, you've learned anything um, in life, what is it? Not just the uh, go out and do what you want to do, but if there's like a specific tip that you could share, what have you learned? Um, well, that's a really hard one. <laughs> what have I learned? Um, there's never a best time of your life, Natasha. Okay. Every part of your life, in your 20s, um, actually, I think it gets easier. In your 20s, you've got lots to worry about. When you reach your 30s, I think you stop worrying because things aren't quite so personal. So you stop worrying quite so much what everybody else thinks of you. And I think once you get past worrying what everybody else thinks of you, I think that you're a bit freer. And yeah, that's that's it really. Is People don't really think about you that's that's what you have to think about people don't really think about you all the time you just have to let that go does it matter what they think anyway and move on and then you feel freer and I think you get that in your 30s and when you when you hit your age are you just free when you hit my age um I don't know it's I like being my age I'd like being every age actually I, I don't wish that I was younger particularly I just think it's nice. I think it's, you get even freer. You know, it doesn't matter so much, again, what people think. So I think as you get older, past your 30s, what people think of you matters even less and less. It's more what you think of yourself. Mm. That's a good tip to finish on. Well, Mum, thanks for coming and joining me on my 30th birthday podcast. That's okay, Natasha. I've enjoyed having 30 years of you. And hopefully I have more than 30 more. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another tip, Natasha. Stop Ooh. having candles on your cake, otherwise you'll singe your hair. 
because if you have to have 30 candles on your cake, it's rather a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I will leave that there. There you go. Okay. Words of wisdom (laughs) from Melanie Collins. (laughs) Thanks for that, Mum. Thanks for coming and joining me. Thanks, all right, and I will speak to you soon. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody else, for joining us as well. If you've liked this podcast, don't forget to hit like and also leave a five-star review. I want to hear from you and what you have enjoyed. If you want to find out any more about me, head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk or you can join my property investment community over on Facebook. That's the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. Thank you for joining me today and I will catch up with you again next week.